Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. We are hosts, Chad Mitchell and David Finch. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm Chad Mitchell. I'm David Finch. And we're glad to be back uh, with you for another study. So I've been talking Dave's ear off off air here. And, he would uh, not keep quiet. Yeah, and so it's time to get started, okay, and start recording and, and jump into our Bible study. And we're, we're excited to be here once again with you this week. Uh, we have a great study for you. Um, Dave uh, presented this lesson to us from God's Word. Who receives the praise is what the title is. And so I'm um, looking forward to jumping in here. we got some good scriptures to read. Um, always a good time when we get to open our Bible and and look at um, God's Word and and gain from, from our study. And so we're looking forward to that. Uh, the email is in the link if you want to send an email to us, um, truthandagapelove at gmail.com. Um, we'd love to hear from you. And as always, we're inviting you all the time to come That's worship right. with us. We'd love to have you here in Blackfoot, uh, 370 North Schilling, uh, Blackfoot, Idaho, 83221. We are two hours from Yellowstone. And so if you're coming out for vacation, summer vacation, we'd love to have you stop and worship with us. Uh, 10 o'clock classes on Sunday morning, 11 o'clock for worship. And we also have a Bible study on Wednesday evening at 7.30. And so if, you, if it's convenient, if we're on the way, or even if you come out of the way, we'll receive you with uh, open arms and, and love to have you worship with us. But if you live in Blackfoot and you're listening to this podcast, come worship with us. You're always welcome. We'd love to have you. Um, we're always willing to open God's Word and gain from it. And we will we will study God's Word, as we've uh, mentioned before, um, rightly dividing God's truth um, without bias opinions. Um, just studying God's Word and, and, and learning what it says. And, and not using our influence at all yeah. uh, to in, you know sway it one way or the other. We're just interested in what the Bible says. So we'd love to study with you if, if that's the case. Yeah, what we think doesn't matter. No, that's right. What we think doesn't matter. We're doing our best to just do what the Bible says, what God wants us to do. And we're grateful for His Word. Amen. And uh, so we're grateful that we can open it up tonight and study with you. So anything else, Dave? No. So let's go ahead and jump in All right. to our so, study. Who receives the praise? You know, sometimes in life, you have these big moments in your life. Let's say you win the MVP of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and people are coming up and praising you and, and, hey, great job. And Well, let me ask you a question. At the end of the day, who receives the praise, first of all, but then who is worthy of that praise? Mm-hmm. And if God is not the answer to both of those questions, mm-hmm. then I think it's time that you are you reevaluate yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, as we see in Revelation four eleven, here He says, "You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for You created all things, and by Your will they exist and were created." So here we see that God is deserving of all glory and honor. He mm-hmm. is deserving of all the praise. And that's what we're going to look at this evening. Well, and just if you remember last week, we talked about Daniel. Yeah. Okay. And in the week before that, we talked about Joseph. That's right. Those two men are great examples, and we do, we already studied it. 
yep. of giving praise to God. They didn't take credit for any of it. That's right. And and the and, week before that was David. There you go, David. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. yeah. And so those and so uh, those three men are great examples for us. And we've already studied it, and we've pointed out that every time they could have they could have gave praise to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I I did that myself. Of course, we know what happens when you do that. <laughs> That's right. right. That's what we're going to look at. And we're we're going to look at some people here. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so a little teaser. We're going to be looking at some people who didn't give praise and took all the credit for it. Uh, but anyways, those those men, I just wanted to bring that up because we studied in the in the past episodes, and you can listen to them. They're on the next track. Um, they're in a, right in line. There's they, now. There's going to be four great episodes of those men, and so you you know go listen to them because we talk about that very thing. That's right. Thank you for bringing that out. Yeah. yeah. And so now we're going to look at what happens when you don't. <laughs> we're yes. We're going to look at some examples some great of people examples. That, that didn't give God the praise. Isn't it funny how all that's in the Bible? I know, right? <laughs> all in just 66 books. <laughs> and so the first one I want to look at is Ananias and Sapphira. Oh, yeah. And they are in Acts 5. But to keep things into context, let's back up to Acts chapter 4. And let's look at what the the church was doing. So keep in mind, this is right after the day of Pentecost where, where 3,000 souls were added to the Lord. And this was in Jerusalem. They were all there for the, the Pentecost. So yeah. Jews from all over were, came to Jerusalem. And so very crowded, 3,000 souls were saved in, in Acts 2. But then what you see is people stuck around because mm-hmm. they needed to learn the Word of God. Mm-hmm. They needed to know about the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And so they stuck around. Keep in mind, so, you know, they're they're essentially not working. They have nowhere to live. But this is so important that they can't go back home. Well, and, and I, I don't remember. Maybe it was just in our discussion. But if you pack for a trip for four days yeah. to go somewhere and you end up staying six or seven we're going to have needs, Dave. <laughs> exactly. Like, we're going to need to at least do laundry, okay? Yep. We're going to need, you know, we, we didn't we didn't plan for that long. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about here. That's right. That's exactly what they what happened to them all. Yeah. But but learning more about Christ was more important than going back home. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Chad, so they, they let's say they planned for two weeks, yeah. uh, however far that was. Yeah. Well, now they're staying months. Yeah. Now, I don't know about you, but... I live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, so, so you got needs. There's no way, you know, I'd have enough funds for yeah. two months. It's you're a, gonna have food needs. You're gonna have clothes, right. clothing needs. And you actually see this throughout the the epistles. Is even you see them sending money back in in First Corinthians 16. You see uh, Paul talk about gathering funds so that they're they'll have no needs when when I come. Mm-hmm. And he was taking that money. To the saints in Jerusalem, because this is what was going on, and it wasn't like they could just wire some money. You That's know? right. This is a totally different time than what we <laughs> yeah. live in. You couldn't just use your debit card. You couldn't write a check. You couldn't. Well, yeah, and I think everyone recognizes that this was a totally different time, and so when Amen. they stayed longer, it wasn't like they could just jump in the car and you know, or jump, pop a train. Yeah, whatever. It, it was. It's a totally different time than it is now, and that's so right. there was genuine need, and that's what we're pointing out. Yeah, and so in Acts four, here we see 
the love that the brethren have here. Chad, can you read Acts 4, um, 32 through 37? You bet. It says, Now the multitude of those who believe were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Nor, nor was there any among them who lacked for all who were possessors of land or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet and they dis dis uh, distributed to each as anyone had need. And um, Joseph, who was almost who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it, and brought the money, and laid it at the apostles' feet. Okay, so here you see brethren having so much love for the other brethren in need. Now keep in mind these are, these are those who have been baptized into Christ, and they see they have such a deep love for them that they're willing to sell their possessions, yeah. sell you know land, houses yeah. that, that they could go without. They were sacrificing all of that, selling it. And laying it at the apostles' feet. Now, Chad, why would they lay it at the apostles' feet? Um, it was because the apostles knew who had need. That's right. And that's why they were laying it at the apostles' feet. Mm -hmm. Because if you had a need, you would go to the apostles and say, Hey, this yeah. is my need. Mm -hmm. And so then everyone bringing all their goods to mm -hmm. the apostles, laying it at the apostles' feet so that the apostles could distribute them. And But here... You see such deep love. They they didn't want praise for what they were doing. Mm -hmm. They didn't want credit. They just they wanted deep. They had such a deep love. They they wanted to just give it. Mm -hmm. And you know, I also think of um, let's say for example, you want to donate mm -hmm. to to some shelter or something like that. If you do it anonymously, mm -hmm. you know that that's one that just wants to simply help. Mm -hmm. But if if you if you want the praise, you know, you make sure that they know that I'm the one that donated this money and how much I donated. Well, they're doing it for praise. Yeah. They're doing it for to glorify themselves somehow. Yep. And so here we don't see that. They wanted to give all glory and praise to God, which God is deserving of it because God is the one that turned their heart to do such wonderful love or have such wonderful love for the brethren. And so... Let's keep that in mind, that this is what was going on with the brethren at the time. Now, as you jump into Acts 5, this is when Ananias and Sapphira jumps onto the scene. And this is why they did what they did. So starting in verse 1, we're going to read 1 through 5. It says, But a certain man named Ananias, with Sapphira his wife, sold a possession, and he kept back part of the proceeds his wife also being aware of it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. So great fear 
came upon all those who heard these things. So this is where Ananias, and, and I want to bring something out here. Here you see the power of God. It was mm. like, you know, I, I, it's like <clears throat> describing a light switch. Like, you know. Yeah, he just took the life on, right out of them. Yeah, when the light switch is on, they have life. Yeah. When he shuts it off, they breathe their last, like nothing more. Yeah. You know, that is, this is where we see that even... Every breath you take is a blessing from God. But then when you skip down to verse 7 through 11, this is when his wife comes back onto the scene. It says, and this is Acts 5, starting in verse 7. It says, Now it was about three hours later when his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter answered her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. She said, Yes, for so much. And Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed together to test the Spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last, and the young men came in and found her dead and carried her out, buried her by her husband. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all those who heard these sing. Okay, so here we have what happens when you don't give praise and glory to God. For whatever reason, they wanted to keep back a part of the proceeds. But And this is why Acts 4 plays a, a kind of a key part. They seen how loving the brethren were. Mm-hmm. but they And wanted, they wanted to be a part of that. They wanted to be a part of it, but they, they wanted the glory. They wanted the, yeah. They wanted the praise somehow, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they, they told Peter, this is everything, mm-hmm. you know. And Peter brings out a great point. He says, you didn't have to do this. No, you could do it. You know, it wasn't like a command of God to say, hey, sell what you have no. and, and go do this. You could have you given a portion. Yeah. I just say it's a portion. And you had every right to keep the whole thing, and too. And still, you can do whatever you want. It's your, your land, your money. Yeah, it was but, yours to do with whatever. The underlying reason that they did it the way they did is for praise of man that's right and you know for whatever reason they they wanted to praise themselves rather than praising god and it's hard it's even hard to give what they gave because yeah you know you just read about uh barnabas who sold his land could you do that for someone else i mean that that'd be tough and that's because usually land is a good chunk of money it's not you know land's a great investment Mm-hmm. Because it holds its value, and to sell it like that, and then just give the money to people in need—that's a difficult thing to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, and how many times would we depend on that money to help us later yeah. on? You know, like it. And it shows the love that he had, though, because he was right. willing to do that. So think about um, selling something very valuable to you, and then just giving the money to other Christians. Could yeah. you do that? Could you do that to all your fellow Christians in your church? And I know it happens a lot. Maybe someone's really sick, yeah. like with cancer, and they don't have a lot of money. And so uh, brethren will, will step up and, and, and donate large sums of money. Yeah. Um, that's not easy to do. No. But don't, I guess key thing, don't lie to God. <laughs> God knows everything. Well, you can't lie to God. <laughs> And, yeah, exactly. You can't. <laughs> yeah. So why do people even try? It's it's hard to know. But this this was a an example given to us. That's right. 
to follow. But here we see <laughs> here we see that they tried to take the praise. Mm-hmm. They wanted praise of some sort, or else they wouldn't have lied about it. And, well, and they would have just said, well, this is a part of it, and we're keeping back a portion because, well, it's ours, for whatever that, reason. One thing that's kind of funny that popped out of me as we were reading this, Yeah, why was Sapphira going in to see him? Was she going in to receive praise? Like, see if she could get some yeah, praise out maybe. of him? Yeah, what, what maybe. What was her business being yeah. there? They had already gave the money, so why was she coming around? Yep. Was she wanting to get some praise from him? Probably. Yep. And and notice this is that was three hours later. Yeah. You know, who knows where she was at? Hey, hey, we gave you that money, huh? Isn't that great? You yeah. Know, you could just hear. And uh, notice, then she was even lying about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where you see that they, they confided in each other. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and that, that's what husband and wife do, right? They always confide in each well, other. And another thing, who revealed to Peter what the price was? Yeah. Keep in mind, he's a holy man of God. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit revealed to him yeah. that they were lying. Yeah. And so they couldn't deny it, you yeah. know. And and notice how with Ananias, Peter didn't do that with Ananias. He didn't ask and, and verify what he just said, but he did He did with Sapphira verify. For so much. Yeah. And he's like, how is it that you guys agree together? Yeah. You know. But then here's something that's really important to point out, and this is something that throughout the throughout this talk this evening, all of these verses you can go and study it. Here you see God did receive praise. Yeah. At the end of it all, God still received His praise, mm-hmm. and that's the beautiful piece. As you see in verse five and in verse eleven, fear fell upon all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, and fear is the beginning of knowledge. Yeah. And as we see in Isaiah 66, 1 and 2, it says, Thus says the Lord, Heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you will build me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things my hand has made, and all those things exist, says the Lord. But on this one will I look, on him who is poor, and of a contrite spirit, and who trembles at my word. This is how we are to be before the Lord. And again in uh, Psalm 89, verse 7, God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of his saints, Mm -hmm. and to be held in reverence by those around him. And that's exactly what we see at the end in, in verse 11 and verse 5 of Acts 5, they feared before the Lord, and that is them showing reverence to Him. You know, He is greatly to be feared. Mm-hmm. And so, even Ananias and Sapphira didn't want to give all the praise and glory to God. At the end of it, it didn't matter. God always receives the praise. And that's what's beautiful. God will, God will receive His praise. You know, even at the, at the end of it. When the, when the last trumpet will sound, we will all bow before Christ, and we will all give Him the glory and honor and praise that is due Him. Do you have anything else to add with Ananias and Sapphira? No, I think we've... Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a great um, story for us. And, Absolutely. You know, we talk about it a lot, but it's, boy, it's 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 instruction for us yeah. on how to, how to act. Yep. 
The the next one I wanted to look at was uh, King Nebuchadnezzar. Mm-hmm. This one, he was brought low. Yeah, this is one of... Well, I got a lot of favorites, but I love this story Yeah, about Nebuchadnezzar. And, and so Daniel chapter 4 is where we're going to be. So last week we talked about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego mm, this in is Daniel actually, 3. This is actually, yeah, right after that. So this is right after that. So, I mean, keep in mind in... In um, Daniel 3, we see Nebuchadnezzar giving praise to God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then one chapter later, oh boy, here he comes. It's incredible, isn't it? It is. But, you know, I don't want to bash King Nebuchadnezzar because I think we can do the same thing. Yeah. You know, sure. one week I'm I'm on cloud nine with the yeah. Lord, and then the next week I'm like, something happens and mm-hmm. everything, you know. Mm-hmm. That's just how, how humans are. But... So Daniel four twenty eight through thirty three, Chad, did you want to read that? Oh sure. All right. So all this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar at the end of the twelve months he was walking about the royal palace of Babylon. The king spoke, saying, "Is not this great Babylon that I have built for a royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty?" Boy, he's he's really something, oh, man. isn't he? <laughs> while the world was still in the king's mouth, while the words were still in the king's mouth, a voice fell from heaven. King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken. The king kingdom has departed from you, and they shall drive you from men, and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make you eat grass like oxen, and seven times shall pass over you until you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever he chooses. That very hour the word was fulfilled concerning Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from men and ate grass like oxen. His body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hair had grown like eagle's feathers and his nails like birds, uh, bird claws. Man, so he was out there for a long time. <laughs> So I think the seven times shall pass is seven years, isn't it? I would think so. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not for sure well, about that. But that would actually give time for his hair to grow like eagle's feathers and his nails to to grow out like claws, like bird claws. You know it. Yeah. So I would say seven years. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting story because you know he says by my mighty power in verse thirty. Mm-hmm. So he, I mean, he's taking full credit for how great this oh, kingdom man. was by my power, and um, sometimes we do that as well. It's like, you know, I did all this. Yeah. You know, we we we've we we've, we've talked about that a bunch. You oh know, yeah. And I've studied about like uh, giving praise, and that's that's the theme of our study tonight. Yeah. Is giving praise where it's due. Did you really do all that yourself, or did God give you the ability, the talent, that's all right. that? To yeah. do this, and Nebuchadnezzar forgot that, and that's that was what I was trying to draw out at the very beginning. You know, say you win MVP, yeah. You know, most valuable player. Mm-hmm. If you're not a sports guy, that's what that means. Yeah. But let's say you you've done something really good. Mm-hmm. Well, who gave you that talent? Who gave you that ability mm-hmm. to do that? Well, and and you might do it way better than a bunch of other people. Yeah. And that's where. You get in trouble because you're like, well, I'm better than that guy, and that guy, and that guy, and that guy, yeah. and that guy. You know, you, and and you just put yourself on a pedestal. Yep. And and a lot of times, you see this with people who have a lot of wealth. 
They sure. depend on themselves. Look at me. Well, he's King Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. He is he's powerful. He's at the top of the top. He is. And and he is he is a great king. Yeah. He's you know, um at the beginning of Daniel four, he talks about his his um his dream and this huge tree that, you know, is the biggest tree around and that's King Nebuchadnezzar. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in his dream, that's what Daniel calls out. That's that's you. You are this huge tree. This you're bigger than every other tree. So you're you're the greatest king. Yeah. You know, but who gave you who put you there? Yeah. And that's where he he failed. And and notice like you were bringing out, Chad, he was saying he built it. Oh yeah. You know, with his mighty with his power. His mighty power. And, yeah. and notice it, it was how much he was praising himself and and to mm. honor his great majesty. And God's like, "Look, pal, I just put you in charge." <laughs> yeah, okay? Exactly. I didn't you know, you didn't do any of this. Yep. And this is something that we that we also see with the church of Corinth. Mm-hmm. You know, as they received miraculous gifts, they were Oh, mine's better than yours type of thing. And and Paul says in First Corinthians four, seven through Are six. Are we gonna go back to this yes. at all? Yeah. Okay, good. I don't because I want to keep talking about verse thirty four. I want to talk about thirty four at some point. Yeah. Well let's talk about it then. Or yeah, go ahead. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh well what's really interesting is if you read verse thirty four you know, continue on in our reading there in Daniel. It says, And at the end of time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, um, lifted my eyes to heaven, and my understanding returned to me, and I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever. For he, his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He does according to his will in the army of heaven and among the in, in inhabitants of earth. No one can restrain his um, hand or say to him, what have you done? Um, so did he learn his lesson? Oh, man. He got humbled. And notice how he is giving all praise to God now. Yeah. And like he's like, and at the same time, my reason returned to me, and for the glory of my kingdom, my honor and splendor returned to me. My counselors and noble uh, nobles resorted to me. I was restored to my kingdom, and excellent majesty was added to me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt and honor the King of heaven, all of whose works are truth and his ways justice, and those who walk in pride he is able to put down. Yeah, I love that because yeah. he was the one walking in pride, and he's like he's telling all his advisors, "Hey, the yeah. thing is, how could his advisors give him any credit after he's eating grass in the field, you know, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. acting like a wild animal?" Yeah, I mean it's incredible after seven years that they let him back in, but God had a hand in it. That's right. God let him back in, and he realized that. Well, and, I look to the heavens. Yeah, and you know, look in verse 31, and this is where where it really hits home to me. It says, while the, the words, words were still in, the still in his mouth. mouth, yeah, while he is boasting in his pride, 
This is when the voice fell and from him. And he realizes that God gave him everything back, and God restored him to his kingdom and gave everything back to him that got taken away. Yeah. And at the very end, and those who walk in pride, he is able to put down. That's right. And so you that's know, another warning to us as that's well. Right. But as we were describing how how Nebuchadnezzar was this great king, nobody thought that he could be taken off his pedestal. No. Man couldn't take him from that pedestal. No. But God could. God did. God not only could, but he did. You're right. But, you know, here's something more uh, more to this story. Like I was saying at the beginning of, of Daniel 4, he has this um, dream. King Nebuchadnezzar has this dream, and he calls his magistrates, and he calls everyone in, and they can't interpret the dream for him. And it troubles him. Mm-hmm. That's when he calls Daniel before him. Yeah. Daniel interprets a dream and he tells him yeah. this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And in his dream, it talks about this big tree. Mm-hmm. And Daniel says, You are that tree. You know, you are the tree. And then Daniel says uh, in in uh, Daniel four, twenty six and twenty seven. So leading up to what we've already read, yeah. this is towards the end of Daniel interpreting the dream for King Nebuchadnezzar. He says, and inasmuch as they gave the command to leave the stump and roots of the tree. So this is, so the tree was cut down. After you know. And, you know, but they left the root and the tree. He says, your kingdom shall be assured to you after you come to know that heaven rules. Yeah. Therefore, O king, let my advice be acceptable to you. Break off your sins by being righteous and your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. Perhaps there may be a lengthening of your prosperity. So, and keep in mind, as we talked about last week, this is not something that I I talked about in my lesson, but Daniel is a slave to King Nebuchadnezzar. Mm -hmm. He was brought over as a slave, Mm -hmm. and he he was renamed uh, Beelzebub. Beelzebub. No, Belshazzar. Belshazzar, Bel- yeah. Belshazzar. Yeah. I-, I can never pronounce that name yeah. correctly. Anyway, that was the that was the name of King Nebuchadnezzar's god. So not only is he a slave, and not only does he have no right to his own name, but now he's named after his god, you yeah, know, and King Nebuchadnezzar's god. But then you see here Daniel wants still the best for King Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. Like, he is still a loyal, faithful subject to King Nebuchadnezzar, wanting the best for him. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how he only, it took 12 months, and he basically forgot everything about That's this right. dream. And he's wandering around the castle, yeah. bragging about how great all this is, you know. Yeah, and and... Within 12 months, and that's where you see verse 29, like we already read this, in verse 29, within 12 months, Mm -hmm. after Daniel told him about it, within 12 months, he forgot completely about God. Yeah. And he is boasting and being so prideful. Hey, it makes me wish we could get a a Daniel in in the American government today. Oh, man. (laughs) Wouldn't that be nice? (laughs) Can we get some of this to happen in our government today? Because that would be great. They need humbled. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not to talk about politics, folks, but this this would be nice if something like this happened today. Oh man! But <laughs> and maybe it will, because the thing is, God's in control. That's right. And you know what? Uh, maybe America needs we drop to and our knees. Right there, where he says, "And those who walk in pride, he is able to put down." God can do it. Amen. But it's it's all on God. It's God's God's way, and God's will be done. Yeah. But notice in verse thirty three of Daniel four. 
it says that very hour the word was fulfilled. So within that very hour, yeah, he was eating grass. He lost everything. With the ox. He lost everything within an hour. He went from being the most high king yeah. all around, nobody could defeat him, to being eating with the ox and living with the beast. Mm-hmm. He lost everything. It's amazing. Just like that. Yeah. You know, and man, have you ever like had like a bad week where it seems like every day something worse happens? <laughs> yeah. Imagine all of that happening. Well, Job is a good oh, example. Sure. Yeah. I think of Job. Yeah. He lost everything. Everything. And, and it, it And still it, praise God. Yeah, and, and the uh as it's described, it says while the servant was still talking, mm-hmm. another servant came up. While that servant was still talking, another servant so he lost everything all at once. Mm-hmm. Just like this with with King Nebuchadnezzar. King Nebuchadnezzar lost everything. But he needed to know who rules. Mm-hmm. He needed to know that God put him there. And that's that's what we say all the time. We and we fail to recognize it. And that's where you're going with First Corinthians uh, four that's six right. through seven. Because if we get to thinking that we have stuff because of us, you know, God has blessed us with that. And yeah, man, it's it's easy to do. Yeah, you know. Let me read First Corinthians four. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, six and seven, because yeah, Chad, that's a good point to bring out. He says, "Now these things, brethren, I have figuratively." figuratively Transferred to myself and Apollos for your sakes, that you may learn in us not to think beyond what is written, that none of you may be puffed up on behalf of one against the other. For who makes you differ from another? And what do you have that you did not receive? Now, if you did receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? You know, why do you boast and 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 claim you're you're something amazing. Yeah. It was given to you, you know? And that's what we need to recognize. I God thought is a, the one that blessed us with it. I thought of a great song because that we sing, you know, count your many blessings, name them one by one. Yeah. And see what God has done. Yep. You know, sometimes we forget to do that. If we're feeling down or feeling, you know, it's like start counting your blessings. That's right. You know, well, I got this or that, you know, and and then realize that those blessings came from God. Yep. Because that's who we need to praise for all the things that we have. Yeah. And, you know, that's what we need to do when we're down. Mm-hmm. You still have, you know, your house, even mm-hmm. if you don't have your house. You know what? You still have your kids. Yeah. Still have health. Health, you know, that's all the blessing. Look at Ananias and Sapphira. You're breathing. Yeah. That's a blessing. <laughs> we have a car to drive. That's you know, right. Just things, just even the simple things, you start counting them, you realize how blessed you really are. Yeah. And and you, unfortunately, that's not that's not what we typically do. No, it's it's tough. Yeah. You know, just like the, the guy in the wheelchair, seeing this guy walk beside him, he says, man, I wish I could walk. And then the guy walking doesn't even count his blessings, but it looks at the guy riding a bike, and he says, man, I wish I had a bike. The guy on the bike doesn't, you know, and so on and so forth. Yeah. I wish I I had enough for the bus fare. And then Mm -hmm. I wish I had a car. I wish I had a nicer car. Mm -hmm. It goes on and on. Whatever you have, just like a a boat owner and the two-foot rule. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how big your boat is. I wish it was just two feet bigger. Oh, sure. Yeah. (laughs) That's what we do. Yeah. Absolutely. But count your blessings Mm -hmm. and, and recognize that God is deserving of all this 
praise and glory in your life. Yeah. God is deserving of every good and perfect gift comes from God above. I think we talked about that when we talked about pride. Yeah. You know, uh, if we're, you know, we need to realize that um, the reason we're proud is because God gave us whatever it is that we're proud about. Yeah. Yeah, and we talked about this a while ago, like with our kids, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And right now, like your boy, mm-hmm. he's he's going to college. He's like a, a tech guru. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's our tech analysis guy here yeah. at the congregation. And yeah. the Lord blessed him with a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. And it, it's very easy for you to say, man, I am proud of my son. Sure. Because you are pleased with him. Mm-hmm. Like you are pleased with him. But, you know, like you were saying, God has blessed me with God's him. blessed you, him with that talent. Yeah. God's blessed him as a son, you know, to me. And and God has blessed you with with watching him yeah. grow up the way he is. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And and so that's just exactly what we're talking about. Don't yep. forget. You know, some people might uh I know that it's it was a common thing to say to a kid when he was going to do something when you're young. Don't forget where you come from. Yeah. Or don't forget who you are. Yeah. You know. And it's important cuz who are we? You know? We're we're children of God. Very good point. Yeah, and so don't forget that, and we do, and that's that's why it's a good reminder for us for all these examples. Yeah, and I, I love the next one that we're going into. Okay, as well. And and but I, you probably got something. Yeah, it looks the, like you got something. Well, that, for us. that made me think of, you know, First Peter five, uh, five and six. It says, "Likewise, your younger people, submit yourselves to your elders." Mm-hmm. Yes. All of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. Mm-hmm. For God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. In verse 6, he says, Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Yeah. You know, humble yourself before him and he will exalt you. He will He will bring you up because he loves a humbled and contrite heart. Yeah, and don't be too confident, like overconfident. Yeah, I, a lot of times if you do run into someone that's overconfident, it kind of it's kind of annoying, right? Yeah. So don't be overconfident because that's what happened to old Nebuchadnezzar here. He was pretty confident. Yeah. Well, he, and he had lots of power. To his credit, who could take his power away no from? No one. Yeah. No one but God. He was at the top. And and he didn't serve God in that way. No. Like yes, he 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 recognized God. Yeah. In in Daniel but chapter he wasn't three, serving him. Yeah, but. You know, his he was not um, an Israelite, so he's he didn't serve the God of Israel. You yeah. know, he didn't serve the one true God, and and so he is the only God. Yeah, and, that and is uh, Rick and I were talking about this um, yesterday uh, about like in our careers. A lot of times, um, we're always trying to get better so we can take so and so's job. You know, we can just keep working our way to the top. You know, right. and then once you get to the top, like say finally you're the owner of the company, okay? Then what? Now what? Yeah, you've climbed all the way to the top, and a lot of people that do end up being in that position, they can't handle it. They need something to work towards. They need something to to better themselves, to keep better themselves, and they'll quit that job and go find another one to to have another challenge. Yeah, to work their way up through that company or whatever. And so, um, but King Nebuchadnezzar here, he didn't have anyone to conquer. (laughs) He was at the top, 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 and there was nothing more that he could gain or do, which gave him a lot of pride, Mm -hmm. 
and self uh self confidence. Yeah, self confidence that he did it all. Yeah. Because he, he could go no higher. Well and you know, you brought out a few times now that you're boss, mm-hmm. you miss welding. Mm-hmm. You know, you miss that. Now you gotta deal with all the paperwork. Oh. So yeah. you know, you can certainly understand that maybe I'll just go find a welding job. <laughs> you know? Well and, and it, not that you would. Yeah, but and you and, missed the welding. Yeah, and so, you know, and we found people in our company that that realize they can't go any further. They're not working for us anymore. They had to go find something else yeah. more challenging. Yep. And it is what it is. We'll find someone else that wants to climb the ladder, you know? Yeah. Um, but the, that's just it. And so that's where King, that, the reason I brought this up is because that's where he was at. Yeah, he there was, was at the no top. one else to conquer. Yep. And and even a, a, a ruler like that sometimes is like, well, all right, let's go take over that nation over there. So yeah. we need something to do. We need <laughs> something to conquer. Yep. Because we're never satisfied. Well, he he was, uh, no, this was King Darius, but he was no. Hang on, no, that was King Nebuchadnezzar. He was busy building, you know, hundred foot statues of himself, <laughs> of, of a golden statue. You know, you see what I'm saying? That's what he did on top. <laughs> yeah. So that yeah, that great idea. <laughs> yeah, and that was in Daniel chapter three. Uh, yeah. So anyways. But yeah. So the the next one that I wanted to look at was Moses. Yeah, I, I like this next example. There's one point I want to bring out when we get to Good it. Good deal. So Moses, now we know in Exodus 17, verse 6, God told him to strike the rock yeah. and water will come out. That was the first time. Then we see when you turn over to Numbers chapter 20, verse 7 and 8, as yet again the children of Israel were complaining to Moses and Aaron, you know, saying they're going to die. You know, why did you bring us out here to die of thirst? And they had no water to drink. Numbers 27, verse 7 and 8 says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the rod, you and your brother Aaron, gather the congregation together. Notice he says, Speak to the rock before their eyes, and it will yield its water. Thus you shall bring water from them out of the rock and give drink to the congregation and their animals. So here, Moses was told to speak to the rock. So it was not the same as in Exodus 17, verse 6, where he was told to strike it. He was told to speak to it, and the rock will bring forth water. Now, (laughs) my side note here was like, can you imagine just watching this water pour out of a rock? Like... That's just, to see God's miracles, that would have been a sight to see. Absolutely. And enough water to feed all the congregation and their animals. Yeah. Like, that's that's incredible. It's basically a river. They started at a river. Yeah. You know. Out of a rock. Yeah. One thing that really points out to me, and this is what I wanted to bring up, is pay attention to instruction. Okay? (laughs) How many times have you... Because... Here's the thing. Why did God tell him to grab his rod if he didn't need to use it for anything? Yeah. You know what I mean? So Moses heard, grab your rod. Well, it's going to involve something with the rod. That's what you're going to immediately think. But then he didn't keep listening because then he said, speak to the rock. He didn't say, strike the rock. Yeah. But he told him to grab his rod for something. So sometimes we hear the first thing 
and then we have a preconceived idea in our mind why we're grabbing the rod. See, and this is another great example for us going from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Yeah. Just because God once said it, just like with Moses, mm-hmm. in Exodus he said, strike it. Here he says, speak to it. Well, we have to pay attention to our instruction today. Yeah. This is where instrumental music plays a key part, too. He doesn't say we can use instruments in the New Testament. Yeah. That was something in the Old Testament. Yeah. Just because he said it in the Old Testament doesn't mean we can yeah, it's a great bring point. it into the New Testament. But in his mind, he's like, okay, I need the rod for something. Yeah. Right? Because God told him to grab the Could rod. Most certainly been, yeah. He's like, and so he's like, okay, right, we're going to do something with the Boom. rod. And then when God said, speak to the rock, he missed that part. Yeah. You know. He was not paying attention and, there. And another thing as we go here, oh, did you read verse 10? No, I was getting ready okay, to. go ahead. So 10 through 13 of Numbers uh, 20. Do you want me to, I'll just read verse 10. Okay. So you can talk about it. It says, and Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock. And he said to them, hear now, you rebels. Must we, as in him and Aaron, Mm -hmm. bring water for you out of this rock? Okay. So my point is, he grabs the rod, and he's mad. He's mad at these Israelites because they're complaining about this and complaining about that, right? Yep. And so he's angry. And because he says right here, you rebels, you know? Yeah. He's just upset with them, which makes it to where he's, that's getting in the way. He didn't hear the speak. And notice the apostrophe yeah. right there. It's, oh, it's explanation point. Uh, that's what I meant. Yeah. It's not like a, uh, hear now, you rebels. Mm-hmm. You know, no, it, he's mad. He's mad. He's yeah. mad. And so, you know, you got to feel for poor Moses here because he's frustrated. He's mad with all the bickering and whining, complaining. Yeah. And, and he states it here. Must we bring water out to you? You could just hear him. Yeah. Can't you? And here's another key point to bring out here. He is taking credit. He is taking that that's, praise from God. That's another great thing here because he, he, as we go on, he's going to say that. That's right. And yeah, so, he's like, do, do Aaron and I need to do this? Yeah. He's not saying God. That's right. Yeah. He says, must we, yeah, as in yeah, yeah, yeah. him and Aaron. That's a huge point here. Man. Yeah. And then so listen to what happens to him and Aaron because of this in in verses 11 through 13 of, of Numbers 20. Do you want to read that, Chad? Uh, 11 to... 11 through 13. Yeah, sure. It says, Then Moses lifted his hand and struck the rock twice with his rod, and water came out abundantly, and the congregation and their animals drank. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not believe me to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. This was the um, this was the water of Meribiah, because the children of Israel contended with the Lord, and he was hallowed, and he was hallowed among them. All right. And so that that's the rebuke there in verse twelve. That's right. Where he says, You didn't give me any credit. Yep. Why did you guys not give me any credit? And notice what his punishment was. Yeah, he, you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have promised them. Mm-hmm. They were not allowed to go into the promised land. Yeah. Both Aaron and Moses died before entering into the promised land. And and it was because right here he took praise from God and he struck the rock rather than mm-hmm. speaking to it. And I think all of us can sympathize with poor Moses here in this instant because he let the people get to him. 
Yeah. Right? And he didn't put his trust in God all the way. Yeah. He he kind of forgot about God there, didn't he? Yeah. And and, and he had this pre regardless whether he struck it or spoke to it. Immediately when when God told him to grab the rod, he had a preconceived idea. <laughs> and he followed yep. through in verse eleven and says, you know, lifted his hand and struck the rock twice. Yeah. What's interesting is God made it hap- still made it happen. That's right. He still and notice and, and I think this God is God still performed the miracle. This here. is what he brings out in verse thirteen. He was hallowed among them. Yeah. So, you know, he still brought it forth because mm-hmm. his his children still needed a drink. And he knew that. So he, he still allowed it to happen. But so they they recognize that of course they recognize that God is the one that brought this water through. That's how the Lord was hallowed among them. And so man, I mean but you're right. God still allowed it, but after he allowed it, he turned to Moses and Aaron and mm-hmm. you know this is what's beautiful. And he says, Because you didn't believe me. That's right. Because you didn't believe me. And you didn't hallow me mm-hmm. it, 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 before the children. Maybe we could explain a little bit what hallow means there. Show honor. Show him. honor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and this is God is deserving of all honor. And and you know, as he talks about in First Peter one sixteen, be holy for I am holy. You know, God is holy. He is He is everything good. He deserves it. You know, every good and perfect gift comes from him. He is deserving. And and he he needs to be feared. But yeah, hallowed, that's a very good point. And you know, this is a, a beautiful foreshadowing of the punishment of Moses and Aaron. So I got a cross reference here. Yes. That goes along really good. Um Leviticus ten three. Oh yeah. And it says, um, and Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord spoke, saying, By those who come near me, I must be regarded as holy, and before all the people I must be glorified. Well and and if you so recall, Aaron held his peace because this is where um, profane fire from um, Nadab and Abihu. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we've talked about this before, but um, God insists in being uh, regarded as holy, and before all people, I must be glorified. And yeah. that didn't happen here. That's why no, he's not. rebuking him, saying that's kind of the hallow. That's what this means. They didn't hallow him. They didn't give him the glory. Yeah. So. And that's right. And, and the punishment was pretty great. Yeah. And and this punishment is a foreshadowing for us. And, and we, we can't overlook this. Yeah. If we don't give praise and honor to God, mm-hmm. we could be banished from eternal paradise with him. Yeah. You know, he is deserving of it. And so this is something that... For us today, we need to make sure that God receives that praise. Oh, man, yeah. You know, especially when it comes to our children, because we can, you know, you raise them up and, and you you do everything. I mean, I'm sure you, we were just talking about your boy. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he didn't get there on his own. I'm mm-hmm. sure you guys helped him along the way. Oh, sure. You know, and so it would be easier for you to just kind of take that credit, you know. Well, look what we have done. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. 
you know, we need to make sure we don't do that. And you haven't done that. I need to draw that out, too. I'm not picking on you and saying <laughs> you haven't been doing that. You have been doing that. And, and so, you know, you have been giving glory to God. And that's why I'm using you as an example. Mm-hmm. Um do you want to talk about something else with him, or do you want to move no, on to I the wanna, next one? No, I want to look at um, this Acts twelve twenty one. Yeah, this one is an interesting one. King Herod. Yeah, this is a great he, example. He's another one because here he's not he's not sitting here speaking and taking speaking praise of himself like King Nebuchadnezzar was. Mm-hmm. Notice this. This is an interesting story. You know. Here we see God's infinite ways on which he can punish us. Just like in Acts 5 with Ananias and Sapphira, God just like shut the light switch off in their life. Here, look what happens at King Herod and why. In Acts 12, 21 through 24, it says, So on a set day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat on his throne and gave an oration to them. And the people kept shouting, The voice of a God and not of a man. Then immediately the angel of the Lord struck him because he did not give glory to God. And he was eaten by worms and died. But the word of God grew and multiplied. Yeah. And and that's just it. Like he did not give glory to God. Yeah. So what he was doing is they were shouting... The voice of a God and not of a man. You know, some people might say, well, why didn't they get punished for saying he's a God? It wasn't about that. He he just didn't correct them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And I think of great examples of like uh, Peter. When he went before Cornelius, they, they fell down at his feet and he says, I'm but a man. Don't worship me. I'm but a man. Worship the one whom I represent, essentially. You know? He is, King Herod is but a man, Mm -hmm. you know, and and he should have corrected them, and he didn't, you know, and so, but here, eaten by worms. (laughs) And then died. And then then died. died. Yeah. (laughs) Can you imagine feeling that kind of pain? No. Like, and and I I haven't done a deep study on, on the different kinds of worms, but the ones that I always played with, Chad, growing up, couldn't bite me. No. And no, this is something else. Yeah. The only worms I've heard of are called blood worms. I'm not saying that these were the worms that attacked King Herod. I'm just saying those are the only ones that I can think of. And and I looked it up, and they said it when one bites you, it feels like a bee sting. Now, I have felt a bee sting. That's not fun. You know, mm-hmm. it hurts. But imagine... Being eaten by a worm, no. and and that kind of pain, feeling like a bee sting every time it bites you, you know. And and I bring this out because when you look at Mark nine, verse forty four, verse forty six, and verse forty eight, and this is where Christ is describing hell. This is Christ speaking. Here he says, "Where the where their worm does not die." And the fire is not quenched. So here we have this worm that is eating you, a lot like King Herod. And here God is, or Christ is describing what hell is like. This worm that is eating you 
does not die. So imagine being, if it feels like a bee sting, feeling that over and over and over again for eternity. Because that worm will never die. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the scary part about what Christ is describing. Because that's not even the worst part. This worm eating you forever is not even the worst part of hell. Yeah. Where the fire is not quenched. You are literally in this lake of fire. And it's never quenched. Hmm? It is never quenched. This is something, if you're listening, please take note of what Christ is describing here. Yeah, the king here did not go to a better place, Herod. No, he did not. He went to a worse place than that. Yeah. You know, where the people oftentimes think that because in this life everything ends, right? Mm -hmm. So perhaps people think that, well, hell, maybe it's just for a period. No, it's forever. That is an eternal punishment. And this is something that Chad and I do not want anyone. No, you don't wish this on anyone. You don't wish this upon anyone. And this is why me and Chad are so diligent on studying the Word of God and trying to share this with people because we don't want this for you. Mm -hmm. This is why we're giving these examples as a warning. That's right. And that's that's why we have this recorded for us. Um, And so, you know... I guess the point is giving credit to God is very important. That's right. And these folks did not. And what do we give credit to them for? Well, you know, because there's no salvation in any other. Yeah. <laughs> but even even notice with, as we also said before, whether they gave credit to God or they took the praise from God, at the end of it, after this thing happened to them or whatever happened to them, God received the credit. God received mm-hmm. praise. The word of God grew and multiplied. Yeah. Every one of these examples that we talked about this evening, notice at the end, God received the praise. Yeah. So we can either give God the praise and join Him eternally, or we can try to take the praise from Him. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And And you will spend eternity in this lake of fire where the worm will not die and the fire is not quenched. Mm-hmm. And God will still receive the praise at the end because when mm-hmm. He comes to destroy the earth, guess what? Every knee will bow. Mm-hmm. He will receive His praise. And it don't matter if you're a king or not. That's right. You Everyone know. will be brought to their knees. And we'll all be the same. Though. No one's above the other. Yep. God shows personal favoritism towards no man. Yeah. Romans 2.11. Mm-hmm. And that's something... We are all Well, it's hard to think about because we all have um, maybe celebrities or something. If you met a celebrity, you'd be like, oh, this is so great, you know. Um, But there's no difference in them and us. Sure, they they might be popular or, you know, we we get that celebrity thing, especially in America. Oh, man. Yeah. Like uh, maybe it's just a, a YouTube, a YouTuber. Yep, and you're like, oh man, this is so cool. Like, uh, I got to meet a YouTuber, and I have, I've met a couple of my favorite YouTube channel people. Yeah. Um, but guess what? They're no different than me. Yeah. You know, or any of us, we're all judged exactly the same. That's right. It doesn't matter who you are. You could be 
the most powerful person. We King just, Nebuchadnezzar. Well, yeah, we just read about all of them. Yeah, but they were no different than anyone else. At the we end, still, they were no at better. the end, have to answer to God. That's right. And and that's why you know that's why we have these examples. Yep. And and so all we can do is is make sure that we always seek to give God the praise that mm-hmm. is due His name. Make sure that we. We seek to honor Him yeah. with everything that we say and do. Mm-hmm. You know, Colossians 3.17, I think, is a good place to end. Colossians 3.17. That's not in your lesson. That's not my read. lesson, We no. can't read that one. I think but. I can, though. It's in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever you do in word or yeah. deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Mm-hmm. Give Him the thanks. Give Him the praise. Mm-hmm. And always keep him in the forefront of your heart and mind. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you have anything else to add, Jen? Oh no! I, and the other than like First Corinthians fifteen twenty four. Oh yeah. Because Christ is going to do what? Should we read it? Yes. Uh, this is a beautiful, a, a beautiful thing going on here. For, and this will be the it, this will be it for our study tonight. But so after everything is put below the feet of Christ. Death, his enemy, He he's going to put his enemy to death underneath his feet. Mm-hmm. After this happens, 1 Corinthians 15, 24, did you want to read yeah, that? Yeah, sure. It says, then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom of God to Father, um, to God the Father, when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. So here we have this beautiful image where Christ, after... After all rule and authority is put under him, you see him just handing everything back over to the Father. Right. I, I, I just want to keep going a yes. couple more verses here because he says, For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death, for he has put all things under his feet. But when he says all things are put under him, it is evident that he who puts all things under him is ex, um, accepted. Now when all things are made subject to him, the, then the Son himself will also be subject to him who puts all things under him, that God may be all in all. Yeah. So this is how everything is beautifully completed together. Mm-hmm. How the Father is all in all. You mm-hmm. know, and and that's a beautiful image that we all want to see. Yep. How beautiful would it be to be a part of that number to witness we, that? We, that's what we're striving for. Amen. Is to be a part of that number. That's and, right. And Christ will receive us. And this is all we want for everyone. Hmm? We want all to be a part of that great number. Yep. Excellent study, Dave. Yes. So I, I've really enjoyed our study. I hope you have too. Uh be sure and like and subscribe so you know when there's a new episode coming out. Um, once a week. We try to hit once a week. And so we appreciate you being with us. And we'll be looking forward to our study next time. Thank you. Thanks, everyone.